0: We honor you And we thank you for strength So we lift you God We bless your holy name You're amazing, yes you are Oh yes you are
1: how you Come on now. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen again. God is so good. I don't know about you, but I feel so good after that right there. That was enough. Yeah,
2: that's my favorite, one of my favorite songs.
1: That's it. That's it, and that's all. I that feel so good. Yes. It ain't gonna never lose its power. It's still working.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was working back then. It's working now. It never, ever, ever loses its power. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, everybody. This is Frank and Tanika, and we are back tonight with mindful thoughts. And I just feel so good. It feels like we've been away for a while, but we have some things to do. And tonight, we're back with some mindful thoughts. So hopefully, everybody's been doing okay. And have been able to um, get on a good start. I know that we started school last week and I know some people started school this week. So I hope everybody's in a good place, had a good week and are making it through and coming to the end of the week. Tomorrow is Friday. So if you've made it this far, hold on one more day. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You made it this far. Keep on going. (laughs) What you got?
2: He summed it up. We haven't been here in a few days, uh, about a week or so, so it must be something God wants us to talk about tonight, try to see if we can make it become flesh.
1: Yes, Lord. All right. So, as always, we will be in the Word of God. So, before we bring the Word of God, we will lead with prayer. So, if you will join us in prayer. We will begin. dear heavenly father we thank you again for what you have done we know that we couldn't do it without you so we say thank you not for what you've done but because of who you are because without you god we could do nothing but with you we can do all things through you who give us strength so we thank you for the blood lord we thank you for the strength that you give us we thank you for the rising up and the laying down Lord, we thank you, for we know what not tomorrow will bring, but we know who brings it. So, Lord, we thank you. God, forgive us, for we know not what we do, but let us hope and put our trust in you. Give us more faith, build us up, and make us strong. Keep us and renew us in you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I feel good. I feel good. I do. Yesterday was our anniversary. Yeah. What he is, he's kept us.
2: Two decades. He
1: didn't have to do it, but he did. Thank you, Lord. I don't know. He got a plan for us.
2: I think so. You got a plan for for mostly everybody.
1: Yeah.
2: Says everybody.
1: And, and just when you think you couldn't make it, look at us. Look at God. <laughs> he brought us a mighty long way. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm thankful. I'm happy. I, I I still love you.
2: That's good. <laughs> 20 years is a long time to, to love somebody.
1: Yeah.
2: A, a wretch like me. Oh, you ain't no wretch. I once was lost. Now I'm fine.
1: Thank you, Jesus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I still love you, too. Uh, 20 years... Uh, that's a that's a that's an accomplishment. I've seen people say sixty five and seventy, and it's a long way to go. But twenty years is is an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, I've been with you since I was twenty one years old,
2: and I was 20. twenty nineteen
3: twenty.
1: He is older than me, so whatever. Twenty three. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. You can have that. I that's think I was twenty three. Right. You was. You yeah. was
3: 23.
1: Yeah. Yes, time. He was. yeah. I've been with you my whole adult life. Yeah. I don't know nothing else. That's true. <laughs> but they say what God puts together, let no man put us under. So we're going to keep on walking with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we got to do. Sometimes we think we know something and we think we know what's good for us. And so we think we know what's best. But we got to let God guide our footsteps. And we talked about that before, God guide our footsteps. And if you walk with Jesus, you know, he won't leave leave you or forsake you. He will lead you in the right path. And sometimes we get tired and we grow weary. And sometimes we want to turn back. But tonight we're going to talk about some things you just got to let go. You got to leave the old behind and you got to move forward. Let it go. You got to let it go.
2: Nothing but a, a love. TKO. T-K-O. <laughs> let it go. And if our daughter was here, she would be singing the song from Frozen.
1: Yeah. Let it go. Don't say that too loud because she not to pop up in yeah. here. She's still in the bathtub. We I think her. so. Yeah. Sometimes we got to put her in the place too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He can just be out of the way for me. Right. <laughs> Cause she'll slide through here and jump on the camera. <laughs> right. So, but it's all right.
2: But Frozen was uh now that I think about it, I wasn't thinking about it, but the older sister it was uh, her name uh Elsa. Yes. Elsa wouldn't couldn't let go of the fact that she almost killed her sister Anna when they was kids and she didn't wanna her to touch her, she wouldn't play with her, she would stay hidden in a room and just uh staying isolated from everything and that's what the devil wants us to do he wants to he likes to isolate you and, and get you cornered off to yourself and feeling like you're damaged goods and that you're not uh worthy to to be given a, a second chance a lot of times and and that's what the story is is kind of based on and the song let it go let it go
1: yeah
2: let it go you know and i think the end of says uh I said the code
1: never bother bothered me, me anyway. anyway. Yeah. yeah,
2: so the you have to sometimes shake off those cold feelings that the enemy wants to, to make you have those those uh, those demons come in a lot of different forms, and they want to try to remind you of what you've done before, and they want to remind you of past mistakes and past transgressions. And you have to you have to not let the code bother you anyway. You have to be able to shake it off and and let and let it be known that god says something different about the matter he doesn't he doesn't hold things against you like that Mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't uh he doesn't keep you in a place of uh self-pity and uh self-reliance self-reliance where you're just uh relying on uh yourself when um this is what i've done but he lets us know that we have a savior that uh, we can rely on and reconcile us back to him and reconcile uh and give us a a, a new a new self a, a new fresh creation, beginning a fresh beginning
1: yes and and i thought about that you said that because what happens is when you get put in that situation you go to the and you you did a sermon on this you go to the fight or flight response but what people don't understand is another f it's the freeze response because you might fight or you might fly away, you might try to run away, but you might freeze up and don't know what to do. And so you become isolated, like you said, and you stay stagnant and you stay in this situation where you can't move from. See, if you, if you fight back, that means you are gonna take some action. If you run away, that means you remove yourself from a situation. But when you freeze up, it means you're not going anywhere. It means you are just staying in a position of nothing, of not any stagnation. movement of stagnation, and you can't move forward and you can't go backwards and you and you can't let go at all. So if you fight, that means you're trying to handle some business. If you run, it means you're trying to get away from it. But if you freeze, it means you just keep on holding on, standing there, doing nothing, and, and you and you can't you can't let go.
2: And the funny thing is, uh the fight or flight comes in those the two responses that everybody knows fight or flight, but then the freeze. And and no matter what how you spin it or how you you whatever you add to it, like adding freeze, God says that he has us covered in all areas.
3: Absolutely. He said he that uh, he'll
2: fight our battles. He'll go into the war with us. Yes. Just like they did uh in uh most of the wars that David was in and the wars of uh
1: Battle Jericho.
2: The battle of Jericho, he'll he'll go, he'll be with us in the war. If you happen to to run away, uh, it says, run to win the prize. So if that's what you're doing, if you're <laughs> running and you need to get away, you know, make sure you you do uh, the best that you can. Um, and that even that Jesus aspect, removed
1: himself from it, situations.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, he would he would flee. Like after he fed the five thousand, they wanted to praise him and and, and say great things about him, and he knew that this is about my father, and it's not about me. So he took off, went to the mountain, and he prayed. So, I mean, he would he would flee when, when he needed to. And if we're going to freeze, we have to look at it like God says, be still. He says, be still. I, I'll fight your battles. But in, in, the, in the world, we look at those things. If you freeze, if a dog's after you and you just freeze up, you probably can get mauled to that. You know what I mean? If you take off running, if you ain't a fast runner, that ain't a good... That ain't a good uh, option. And if you try to fight the dog, if you ain't fast enough, you can lose <laughs> that too. So, I mean, everything is, is spiritual and physical. There's two different ways to look at everything. Because on the physical realm, all three of those things could be still a losing battle. But when we're talking about uh, spiritual flight and uh, fight and freezing, and God has his cover.
1: All the way around. So, right now, I'm going to jump in Jeremiah, and I'm in 38. And the commentary part says during one of the bleakest moments in Jeremiah's life, God demonstrated his power by providing help from an unexpected source. And see, sometimes we will get some help from some places where we never even imagined that the help would come from. It said, Ebed Melik, a high-ranking African, let me read that again, Ebed Melik. A high-ranking African official in Zebe- Zebekiah's court um, risked his career. A high-ranking African risked his career and perhaps his life to rescue Jeremiah from a muddy cistern. This um, unsung Ethiopian represents a crowd of um, quiet herds um, heroes throughout the Bible history who showed real courage and character. He made the most of his position in life by using it to serve God. He risked his life and his character to serve God. Spineless King Zedekiah had agreed to let Jeremiah's enemy arrange for the prophet's death. Though he had previously consulted with Jeremiah and even arranged for less harsh imprisonment, Zedekiah wavered under pressure. When certain influential voices demanded Jeremiah's life, Zedekiah offered no resistance. The the plan involved lowering Jeremiah into an empty cistern and leaving him to die of starvation. Now, hold on now. That's hilarious that we just read that because last night we watched Batman. And where was Batman at? He was down in like a cistern that with no way out.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And in order for him to get out, he had to overcome some things. Mm -hmm he had to overcome some fears, but he had to embrace the fear of dying and he had to go it without a rope. And so I'm not even gonna get into that, but we watched this movie like 10 years ago and watching it last night, I saw it in a whole different light. But sometimes you gotta risk some things and that means giving up some things and that means letting go of some things. And so right now we we are focusing on what god did for jeremiah but it's not what god did for jeremiah it's who who he used for jeremiah and and are we willing sometimes to allow ourselves to be used in certain situations and so when you let go of something you don't understand that what you're letting go is the fact that god is using you in that situation to give something up so that he can move you forward
2: that's true
1: because it says that he was an unsung hero, but his name is written in this Bible, okay, but in order to know about him, you got to read it. You got to read this word, and so then it goes on to say that Evan Mellet's response shows us a radical and almost rookie's pursuit of justice. He appealed directly to the king who was holding court in a public place. His boldness prodded Zedekiah to reverse his previous decision. Mm -hmm. Eben took the king's men, gathered the padding and ropes, the ropes he would need and hauled the shivering and slimming prophet out of the pit. The picture wasn't pretty, but the mission succeeded. Jeremiah later had the privilege of informing his Ethiopian rescuer that God would keep him safe during the fall and destruction of Jerusalem. In whatever place you would find yourself in life, continually asking God to help you see and respond. Respond to needs that you are uniquely placed to meet. Like Ebed Melek you may experience fear along the way, flight, fight, or freeze. but better to fear and act anyway. You might have to fight. You might have to run, or you might even freeze up, but it's better to fear and act anyway than live with the disappointment that fear prevented you from serving God and his people. Hmm.
2: I, see, I mean, I'm reading that, or you reading that, it sounds like Hollywood got that script from that because okay,
1: did it not- the Hollywood is real
2: clever in uh, the things that they do. Like a lot of the movies they do, they it seems like they get them from the Bible, but they will twist a lot of times they'll twist certain things and, and it's not completely accurate uh, concerning the Bible. But this particular case, if you ever watch um Dark Knight Rises, and it was a particular part in it, the most of the movie is about them trying to destroy Right God now from- the
1: Dark Knight is rising. <laughs>
2: Most of the movie is about them trying to uh, destroy Gotham City, and they got this big bomb going on, all this and that. But the the most significant part is when he the he beat up Batman and put him in the cistern and put him down in this deep deep well. And he, he had broken um, his back was hurt and broken his leg was broken, so he had to heal. Over time, he had to start working out and healing. But in order to climb out, he had a rope tied around him. And, he, and you have to make this large, long jump in order to get out. But the rope being tied around him gave him a sense of security that if he missed the jump, he would still be alive. And then when he came back down, he, had, he talked to the old man and he said, uh, why do you think you're not making the jump? He said, and he said, you're, uh, you, uh, are you scared to die? And he said, no, I'm not scared to die. So Batman is this brave person. He's like, I'm not scared to die. and like, I'm, I'm Batman, basically. And he said, that's why you're not making the jump. He said, what you need to do is take off the rope to make the jump. And that fear of death will cause you to be able to get the, ne- the necessary energy and the necessary skill or whatever it may be to make this jump. And that's what we have to be able to look at in our life. A lot of people out here are people like, um, I don't care where I'm going when I leave this earth. I don't, I don't really care about my salvation. I don't really care about my eternal life. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm not scared of death. Like wherever I go, that's just where I go. And whatever happens to me, I won't be here anyway. It just happens to me. But having that fear of being in an eternal damnation can cause us to be able to live a life that God is pleased with. And that's what we have to be able to see. We have to, that movie and how they try to spin things is 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 kind of significant and i can always be able to see what they're trying to say and what really is supposed to be coming out of that because whatever they they're trying to display god can turn it around and use it for his glory and that's what we have to be able to see like he doesn't want us to fear he doesn't want us to be afraid but at the same time it says that we need to fear the lord so what he's letting be known is we need to have our faith built around him we need to worry about what he thinks. We need to worry about what he says about the matter. It's as greater as he that is in us than he that is in the world. But basically, everything that we do and everything that we uh, try to accomplish, it needs to be heaven first. Seek you first, the kingdom of heaven. Everything else is going to be added to us. If we start seeking him and, and thinking about what he thinks about the matter, we fear him instead of fearing our problems and fearing our past. And, and that's why we're talking about you need to learn how to let it go instead of worrying about the mistakes that we've made and and the problems that we've caused and all these different things that we've, uh, we transpired over our life. We need to change, take that fear and turn it around and give it to him instead of fearing my problems, God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to trust in you is what it's saying. And instead of, instead of thinking about, um, I did this five years ago and and nobody will ever look at me the right way. Uh, I'm going to, instead of me worrying about that and thinking about that, I'm going to take my, that energy and that praise and give it to you. And that's a lot of things are like in life, where, no matter if you're 40, 50, 20, 30, 80, no matter what age you are, everybody can look back in something in their life and be like, wow, I wish I had a do-over. I remember when I was in, um, in elementary and I, and I didn't take it serious. In high school, I didn't take it serious. I remember I dropped out of college. I remember I dropped out of high school. I remember uh, that relationship that I was in that I messed up. I remember that relationship with uh, my, my parents or with, with my best friend and all these different things. I remember that thing I, I, I did and I had to do some time for a little bit. I remember the first time that I picked up uh, some substances that I really don't need, alcohol and drugs. I remember all these different things that I've done and, and, and I just wish I could have a do-over. But the Bible tells us that we can. He says that we can be a new creature through Jesus Christ. And that's one of the things that we have to understand in, the, in our transgressions. It says in Isaiah 44, I have blotted out all your, all your transgressions like a cloud and your sins like a mist. So it's like, poof, be gone. This is, this is God we're talking about. See, the devil wants to tell you one thing, like, you, you know you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't try to change. You know who you are. You know what you've done. You remember, you remember you, don't you know yourself?
3: Hmm.
2: Why are you trying to do anything different? The the enemy will try to remind you of what you've done wrong. God is telling you he's going to treat it like a cloud, like a mist. And then it says, return to me for I have redeemed you. He's not going to, he says he's going to blot them out. He's going to, he's going to take a a sponge and and blot it out. He's going to take a a eraser and put it on the chalkboard and, and wipe it clean. All the different scenarios you can come up with. He says that he, if he says it, we know he's the guy that will not lie. And, he, and if, if that's the case, anything that we're holding on to is by our own doing. Anything that we are, uh, uh, we our default setting is having in our mind daily that we are, are ruined goods is because of how we decide that we want to think and because of the enemy keeps reminding us of that. But he said that he came down here for the renewing of our mind, that we might have in a more abundant life. It's not about material riches and things like that, this abundant life. Is the fact that we can become somebody new, and we can come, we can become, uh, we can come, we can have a relationship with God again. That's the abundant life. Now, um, He does give us the power to get riches. He does want us to be prosperous and, and um, like our souls, prosperous, like the Bible says. But the abundant life and the, the reason why He came down here that we might have life and have it more abundantly is so that we can get rid of all of these things that we refuse to let go of. And letting, instead of letting the enemy trick us into fear, he wants us to give that fear to him. And see how it, it correlates with each other. He, he, wants to have, he wants us to have a new life through him. Jesus Christ transferred his righteousness onto us and took on our sin. That way we can have this relationship with God again. And he wants us to get rid of our fear and be reconciled back to him. And we just have to be able to see how these things work. And he won't, God doesn't want to bless your past. He wants to bless your future. And we have to look at this life as little kids. He said, if you're like a little kid, he said, then you'll, you'll understand what kind of God I am. So we have to take ourselves back to recess. Remember the monkey bars? When you would get on the monkey bars, you couldn't get to the next thing, to the next bar until you let go of the last one. If you stand there on that same bar, you're gonna be frozen like this fight or Friday. You're gonna be stuck in stagnation. So on the, on the monkey bars, you gotta swing. And you got to move to the next one. You got to let go. And that's what we have to do in our life. We have to learn how to let go so that we can move forward.
1: Absolutely. And so I just wanted to piggyback off of that a little bit more because when I'm thinking about as he was going, um, Batman, when he was going up that wall, there's nothing to hold on to, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: nothing to hold on to. But he's got this rope around him. But the rope is like the past. You feel comfortable and familiar Mm -hmm. with the past. Right. you know what that feels like you know the past safety. because it's there it's You're safety. Safe. it's secure mm-hmm. but once you let go of the past once you leave that behind you all you can do is step out on faith
3: right
1: all you can do because see we, we don't know what lies ahead all we can do is take a leap of faith, And that's what he did. Once he let that rope go, it was either once I take this leap, it's make it to that little stone over there or I'm done. Mm-hmm. And he had to give it all he had to make it. And once he made it without that rope, once he let that rope go and he gave it all he had to make it over to that, that next step, he was there. He was to the next level and he was able to get out. Now, if I can recall, because I went to sleep the first time. I, we went to the movies because I don't like going to the service there that long it's too much. But anyway, mm-hmm. something had me to pay attention because, to tell you the truth, as you know, we don't know what we're gonna talk about until we get on. And so that movie and this verse, because
2: and the chant that they're doing in the background, it's a yeah. different language. The chant means rise. So it's,
1: above. It's he he was rise. below and now he came above. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't know, no clue that that movie was going to correlate with this verse and what we were about to talk about, letting things go. The Frozen song, the, it, because yeah, I, had
3: no clue about I mean, Frozen, oh my
1: goodness, but... it's just so good how God can everything works together for good, for God. For, for those, those, who, those love him. who love him.
2: And the ones that are called according, according to, to his, his
1: purpose. purpose this ain't about yeah. us. This is his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. We didn't. We don't just. Ma- we don't make it up. This is the word of God. Mm. This is the word of God. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm just saying the fact that once he got out, because if I can recall, he had left Gotham City because they they was mad at him. Yeah, they were so. mad at him, and they wanted him gone.
2: They was calling him. They, you know, that kind of stuff he, at that time. He had yeah.
1: messed up. Something crazy had happened. And he was gone, and because um, the the um, Alfred was like, I came looking for you, and I just knew I was going to see you again. I just kept thinking I was going to see you, and he had been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. But when he came back, what did you say happened? The same thing that he was being defeated by was that same thing that
2: was going to that helped him, him break through. to
1: break through. Now, see, whatever's holding you back. Once you let it go, that's the same thing that's going to move you forward. Because what's holding you back when you let it go, once you let it go, that's what's pushing you forward. And so if you let go, like it says, let go and let God, God will see you through. Because he is made a way out of no way. And and you will overcome all things because he's already went before you and done it. He's already done it. And he he let you know that, again, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be talks. There's going to be rumors. Don't fear and don't worry. There's going to be trouble. But he's overcome all of this. And he went before you to do it. So that way, when you have to go, you already know the outcome. He has got the victory. Victory is mine, says the Lord. And so if that's the case, and he is your friend, and you trust your friend, right, then you should know there's nothing that you have to worry about, doubt, or have trouble. And I hear people all the time saying, oh, well, you just don't know. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. He has not changed that word. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is the truth. It's the living word. And just like he went to the grave, he got up. He has risen, he is alive and he's not going back to the grave. He's not. And so this is another thing that I wanted to touch on because we were talking about Lazarus and, and we, we we go back to Lazarus a lot because I think about Lazarus being dead for four days and, and Jesus not getting there and Mary and Martha being upset. And I thought about how much Jesus loved John too, but he wasn't there when John passed. And Jesus was grieved by that. But when he came for Lazarus, Jesus was grieved by John's passing.
2: I think John was in Patmos and Jesus had already went back up.
1: Yeah, but he heard about it. He heard about what happened to John and he was grieved by that when when he heard about what happened with John. But he was going to where Lazarus was at that time, I believe. I might have to read it again.
2: um, You said, uh, who was it? Hmm. John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Yeah, not yeah. John the Disciple. No, not
1: John yeah. the Disciple. I'm yeah. talking about John the Baptist. Right. The one that leaped in his womb right. Jesus yeah. when he when Jesus came with Mary to Elizabeth. Right. Yeah, that's I'm talking about John the Baptist who got his head cut off. Yeah, that's right. hard. Follow me now. So, anyways, Jesus was grieved by that, but when he got to Lazarus, Lazarus and Jesus had supper together before Passover. Mm-hmm. So Jesus was able to have a conversation with Lazarus before he went to the grave. Ponder on that. Think about what that conversation might have looked like. What if Jesus would have changed his mind by what Lazarus told him? Hmm. Mm.
2: Well, uh, when he went to the uh, garden, the garden of, the garden of uh, Gethsemane, the prayers he was doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, he was uh,
2: sweating blood. Evidently, was. Uh, that conversation probably wasn't all that great.
1: Maybe not. Who knows?
2: He, he, he cried out three, he prayed three different times uh, take this cup from take, me.
1: Remove this cup. And then he
2: uh, he would come out and he was letting the disciples have it, <laughs> pretty much like. <laughs> what are you Sleeping?
1: Yeah,
0: like,
2: stay up and watch and pray. <laughs> like watch and pray. I'm about to go pray. Stay up and, and and keep keep lookout. Yeah. Every time he came back, they was knocked out. This asleep. thing is detrimental. So he's like, uh, the flesh is willing, or the the spirit is willing, but the, but flesh, the flesh is flesh weak. Is weak. So what are y'all doing? Like, I'm, all I'm asking y'all is a simple task to stay up and watch while I'm over here praying, and I'm, I'm crying out to my father, like, do I got to go through this? Is this what I got to do? Like, I'm, I'm, My friend I'm, just seen death. You, you he just me, came back from me. You it. want me to die for these people that are just uh, that don't even really believe in me. Some of them want to try to come and kill me right now. They're, they're looking for me right now to kill me, and I'm supposed to die for these people. I mean, who knows what was going through? But that.
1: not even that. I got. I'm going to die and then come back.
2: And then, I, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 So who knows? I mean, what he was from at the time, but we know that uh, I can't remember. It's a, it's a term uh, when I did the sermon on uh, uh, what was it Hamlet? What was it to be or not to be? Yeah. And when you're, it's you're, you're so nervous and you're in such a state of, uh, of of fear, basically, that you're crying in sweat and blood.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, so that was pretty significant right there too
1: absolutely
2: but he he had enough sense to and that's what we sometimes forget like in our in our in our uh toughest times in life in the the most uh piercing moments we allow our flesh to take over and we do uh what the five senses tells us to do we do what uh, we've learned through watching our, our, our the people that are, are older than us, or that the people that have raised us, we we tend to uh, what they say we we go off on people, or we go try to handle it ourselves, or I'm about to do this and I'm about to do that. But to sit and turn around and pray in your most crucial moment is sometimes our last our last resort and our last thought. But Jesus had enough sense to at least dropped to his knees. He knew how to pray. And if he is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if he prays about everything, we got to learn how to be able to do the same thing.
1: Absolutely. Pray about everything. And now on this key verse in Jeremiah, he says, I will save you. Well, you will not fall by the sword, but will escape with your life because you trust in me declares the lord jeremiah 39 18 he said i will save you you will not fall by the sword but will escape with your life because you trust in me declares the lord now there are some people that would say we don't have swords no more well what is your sword today See, swords was in the past. Medieval times, Jesus times, Bible times, whatever times you might want to say. That might be the past. But what's your past that you might be falling by? He will help you to escape from that and move you forward. Let me Don't no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna
2: say um, uh
3: I thought she was the
2: but pretty much um if if you really read the bible uh and and see what Jesus did when he came down, the enemy is really really clever uh what I think uh upset God the most, huh. Uh, What upset him the most is if you read the Bible, he didn't like how Pharaoh was mistreating the Israelites when they were um, in Egypt. He didn't. And when Jesus came down, he didn't like how the Pharisees and the Sadducees were mandating all these laws over the people. So what the devil likes to do is just because you stole a pack of gum last week. And he'll he'll use that one little thing or whatever the sins that we do, these, we do normal sins and they're all sins. But, and, and what sin really is, is rebellion from God. But we'll do these things and then, then the enemy and the devil will badger you with it. And he will make you feel like you are the worst person ever. There's no way you can be forgiven. There's no way you're a good person. There's no way you can be renewed. There's no way you can renew your mind. There's no way you can have salvation. There's no way you can be salvaged. There's no way that God can love you. But some of the things that are done underhanded that we don't understand are some of the things that really gets under his skin. Um, if you read here, Romans 4 and 7, it says, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. So it's about being covered. And, and the enemy will try to use some of the small things that we do and make it like it's just as bad. as Because there's, there's people out here in this world that are deliberately can't stand God. And they will do whatever they can to try to infiltrate anything that you believe. And they will try to t- turn us away from him at any cost. And they will try to manipulate his words. And they will try to twist the scriptures. They will try to twist the words. And those are the things that, and, um, that I believe that get him uh, riled up and get him to act and, and get him to come through and, and deliver the, uh, the Israelites from Egypt. And that's what gets him to come down and have a conversation with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and and let them know that whose children they are. He said, "You're the devil's children." And see some of the things that and and the, I know people that sin and do things over the course of my whole life, and they 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 know they they know God exists, and they know Jesus exists. They love the Lord. They love Him as much as they possibly can, but they let s- small things make them feel like they are lucifer themselves and that's not the case it's letting us know right here it says uh, we have to learn how to let it go it says therefore if anyone is in christ the new creature the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here so it's not like we don't have a choice we have choices we have a we have a do-over we have a a, even more than one do-over it's not even a one-time thing even when it comes to that it says uh, when somebody sins again, she, you're supposed to forgive them seven times 70. And he, we can ask for forgiveness so we can repent more than once. So this is several different do-overs that we can do. But we have to realize who we are and who we are and whose we are and um, start uh, listening to the truth rather than what the lie says.
1: Absolutely. So we are getting a little close to closing but i want to jump over here to jeremiah 44 and read the commentary part because this is another part about letting go and giving up and this part is talking about a message to baruch and again it's about understanding that sometimes you've got to be discerning when god is telling you to let something go and some things are just no longer serving you here it says god's leading When calamity forces you to examine your life, take a close look at God's instruction for you and be willing to humbly apply what you find there. After Jeremiah's forced move to Egypt, see. sometimes you got to go where you don't want to go. Sometimes you got to move out of your comfort zone. There is no word in the Bible about the event in the rest of his life. Pharaoh Hophra ruled Egypt from 588 to 569 BC and was killed by Amos, one of his generals, who was then crowned in his place. The event relating to this chapter is recorded in 36, 1 through 8. The chapter was written in 605 to 604 BC. Baruch was the scribe who recorded Jeremiah's word on a scroll. Baruch had long been serving this unpopular prophet, Writing his book of struggles and judgments, and now he was upset. God told Baruch to take his eyes off of himself and whatever rewards he thought he deserved. See, sometimes you think you should get something. Because of all the long suffering you've been going through, you think you need a reward. You look, look at everything I've been through. Look at all I've done. Look at they getting rewarded over there. They getting a the pat on the back. They getting all this and that. And, and what about me, God? Did you forget about me? Why, why ain't I getting my reward yet? But God said, take your eyes off of what you thought you deserved. If Barack did this, God would protect him. It is easy to lose the joy of serving our God when we take our eyes off of him. The more we look away from God's purposes toward our own sacrifices. See, sometimes we got to sacrifice some things to get something better that God has for us. The more frustrated we will become as you serve God, beware of focusing on what you are giving up. When this happens, ask God's forgiveness. Then redirect your attention to the incomparable privilege of serving God. Because see, what you think is serving you is not necessarily what serves God. And sometimes what you're giving up is a little sacrifice compared to the promises of what Christ has afforded you, and so don't grow weary in well doing. In due time, if you faint not. Mm.
2: I said, don't grow weary in well doing. Uh, that's the truth. And um, the Bible says, uh, "Lean not on your own understanding." So, but in everything, trusting God. So, the thoughts that we have in our mind, and in, in the ways that you go about your life, and the ways that uh, we worry about things. We're, we're, We're not supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to trust in him. Don't use your brain, your thought processes of the way the world works, is what it's saying. If it says lean not on your own understanding, it's telling you not to think so much into it. Let God lead the way and let him order your steps. It says here in Matthew 6, it says, can anyone of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And you cannot, and this is a, a very deep concept here. It says uh, it says in Romans 8, 28, we, we say this a lot. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, because,
3: because those
2: whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So if you find that your life is not going the way That is supposed to go and things don't seem to keep it don't seem to be working out and everything that you try to do seems like it falters and it seems like uh, nothing ever works out. And you know that you're not following the right path is because you may be predestined, you may be somebody that he chose to follow his son to be formed into the image of his son. And once you start to follow him these things will start to work themselves out. And if you're going through trials and tribulations, it says in James 1, 2 and 4, consider it pure joy. You're supposed to be happy about whatever you're going through. Whatever situation you're going through in life, we're supposed to be joyous of it. Because when you make a cake and you're in the kitchen, you're mixing stuff up, it don't look good at, at, at first. You're putting all these ingredients in and there's no way you would eat this stuff because it's just powder and sugar and all these different things. But then when you When the finished product is done, it looks good. So the trials and tribulations that you're going through is just some of the ingredients that needs to happen in order for things to work out in your life. But if we finish the scripture, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So this is teaching us perseverance it teaches us how to run this race. It teaches us that we are competing in this race, but we got to run the win. is what the Bible says is what Paul talks about. If you look at a lion in the jungle and a gazelle, when the lion wakes up in the morning, he looks for food and the gazelle is looking to survive. But the gazelles, they run in packs. And the, as long as you're not as slow as the last gazelle, you're not going to be the lion's food. And that's what we have to realize is that we have to run to win this race. We can't be lackadaisical. We can't be um, just like, uh, lollygagging through life and just thinking that anything goes. If you're the last gazelle in the pack, that's the one that the lion wants. So you don't have to be the, the best, the fastest, and the, the greatest, but you have to keep pace. And long as that you're, a, you're in front of the one that's the slowest, you might not get chased by this lion. And that's what the devil does. It said he's roaring around like a lion, looking about, looking for he can, looking for who he can uh, devour and destroy. It says he's looking to kill, steal, and destroy. He's looking for the, the ones that are weak. He's looking for the ones that is just lagging behind and not knowing about enough information about who they are and who they belong to. Once we start to realize who we are and who we belong to, we will pick up the pace and we'll start to run this race that God has set before us. And these lions won't be able to come and grab you as easy because you're running this race that He wants to wants us to run and He has set out before us. So we have to understand, and, and get into the Word and, and have this relationship with God for we can tell you uh, the steps that He wants you to take. For we can tell you what things to let go of and what things to hold on to. He's telling you to hold on to Him and let go of all this nonsense that's in the world, be in the world, but not be of it. So anything that is mandated here, we don't have to hold on to. It says, think of uh, put, um, think of these things, put um, heaven first, and all everything, everything else will be added unto you. So we have to think of the kingdom. We have to think highly of ourselves. We have to think highly of whose children we are. We have to think of heaven and then everything else will start to fall in place.
1: Absolutely. And I am blessed to be able to speak the word of the Lord when he sees fit for me to do so. And so I want to leave you with this verse tonight, Philippians 2, 6 and 11, which says, because God, he gave it up. He he gave up everything. And he who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. That is a blessing. And I hope and pray that God will add a blessing to the word and the hearers and the doer of that on this night. Because I truly am blessed. And I'm glad that he saw it, not Robert. That he did all that. Not for me. Only. But for you and everybody else out there that is willing to turn from their evil ways and hear from heaven and call out to him.
2: Jesus is the answer. Let it go ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening, let it go. Jesus said, it's good that I go. So we have to understand that when you let go of something, Amen. you get rid of something, something else is coming that is going to always comfort you. Amen. And, I'm not, and, and be equal to what, or better than what you let go of. But he said, it's good that I go. That way the comforter can come down and, and abode with you at all times. So we, even Jesus gave us that same message, and we had to learn how to do the same thing.
1: Yes, 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 Lord. On this night, I hope that you are blessed, and I hope that you will continue to look to Jesus for your strength. I hope that you will continue to know the one who orders your footsteps. And when times get hard and times get tough, you will recognize and realize that, He's the answer. He is the way. He is the life. He is the truth. And without him, we are nothing. But with him, we can do all things through Christ because he gives us the strength. So be blessed and remember, you were created with a purpose.
2: Found it. Boom. We thank you for
1: strength you we bless your holy name we love you hallelujah Blessings. you we'll see you again until next time be blessed and know where your strength comes from